0: First draft was kind of a train wreck. I was super hungover from the banquet. I landed a one 2 drove my draft. Maybe I just collect my three packs and go. And then, boom! You <laughs> we made it all the way up.
1: That's when we we fully assimilated to the Dong squads.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Win and End Podcast. This is a very special episode because today I have a great special guest, Mr. Jonathan Wyatt. I, I How am you not doing? A special
1: guest here. <laughs> but thank
2: you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no today we have amongst us one of the top players in the world because he is officially um one of the top eight in the world uh mr wesley dong how are you doing today Hello, everyone uh, i'm
0: doing good i'm doing good all
2: right yeah, we got we got superstars. We're, we're we're slowly but surely getting more and more guests on here. So, um, yeah, we're we're becoming
1: blessed, you know. Like, and, and I gotta say, like this is like yeah. this is like a Wayne's World <laughs> moment for me because it's like you know we're not worthy, we're not worthy. So, <laughs> oh so, um, yeah, thanks thanks for coming on,
0: man. Definitely, this is actually my first podcast that I've done for Post Worlds. Yeah, well,
2: you know, we we're really Yeah, he got in, he here, got in you know, quick. He's really to... like as soon as I talked to him, let's let's
0: uh you want to come on our podcast. I was like, I know that guy. We can get yeah, him yeah, in, we at can the milk judge him. Table <laughs>
1: waiting at the, right when he saw your name coming out of the printer, he was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, well, but it's really cool because we we do know each other. We both are in the Vegas area. We both have played each other many, many times. Um, in fact, the first time I came to Vegas and I played at, I think it was a skirmish and we faced each other in top eight. Um, I took that game, but I remember thinking, I was like, all right, this
0: guy's good. Was that the blitz one? That's when you like whiffed on a Sonata. Oh, that's when I tried to play Viserai and then you demolished me on old Yep, Yep. I
2: remember. (laughs) Yep. That was it. That was it. But I remember thinking even then I was like, I was trying to like, get a feel of like, all right, who's good, who's bad here. Um, I knew about Peter just because I knew where his ranking was. But then, yeah, after that, I was like, oh, okay. All right, I'll have to watch out for this guy too. Sure enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was the cool thing is that we already knew each other. Um, we played each other many times. And so uh, we both, both went to Worlds. We both competed, but... Uh, yeah, you you went the whole hey, way. and you, you heard it the here whole first. Uh, Take out yeah.
1: Sonata, and you get into worlds. Like, let's go.
0: <laughs> well, apparently, apparently not, because I got I got whooped in the top eight with Sonata. Really? Okay. He 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 snotted into like a second Earth, and I was like, wow, you, you got me. I know, Dude, That
2: was that was rough to watch because you were playing my yeah. hero. I I had two reasons. I for I, I, for wanted, for I wanted I wanted to for... get him
0: out of here. Get get that know, open yeah. guy out of here. Ooh. He's he's like. <laughs> He's like that guy that's just like he he's he's the the guy that's always creeping around he's always there yeah he's He's always always, like always there there. and then he just doesn't win so he doesn't have it's like it's like prism (laughs) you know what i mean he's just always there and just Uh won't living legend and you have to deal with this Ice menace every time. I want to go back to playing Bravo, and some, some real Dude, heroes. I'm
1: I'm a little surprised <laughs> that you're not like some... a huge a huge him fan. Like just hearing this now, but like uh, like I guess did you just you just chose him because it was a good meta call for you?
2: Yeah, let's okay. talk about that. Why why old
0: him? Um, originally I was gonna play five. Look at Jonathan with the transitions. Uh, originally I was oh, gonna play five. I think. Like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get him out of here. So... All right, yeah. So, originally Fi. Uh, I've been playing Fi for forever. Um, Eric knows. We've... Vegas Mate Locals has been just Fi-infested. Um, I've been working with some of the yes. other people. Uh, John, Sean, uh, Kenny. Peter was on Fi. He was on Fi after. He didn't, he oh, didn't believe okay. for a while. Okay. Um, okay. But it was fi Five is like it's just like mono red, right? It's just always good. And if people stumble, you just get them. Um and it was actually pretty hard to play once you get to a higher level. I think playing against hate as five is really hard actually. Um so I think with the pulse oh. ban. Okay, okay I noticed that there was a huge shift in the meta. In terms of how Ultim was being built, I think originally Ultim was built with uh, Oakenold and, and Pulse, and you had a couple more Earth cards. Uh, mm-hmm. But Oakenold was really, really strong, and if you weren't playing Oakenold, you would just probably lose the mirror. Uh, it feels like it's like one of those things that is also a, it's a game ender, um, and it's pretty disruptive. It's like uh, one of the best
1: pivot cards in the game.
0: Yeah. So now that people don't have to play Oak and Old because Pulse is banned, like there's like less reason to play it. You can also cut the crappy earth cards <laughs> and now you have a ton of ice cards. So the, the ultimate mirror sh- changed a bit. Like they started playing like Glacials and, um, watch, well, I guess they started playing that even before the Pulse ban, but now the, the mirror is more about just like having higher quality cards and then you have all these great ice cards. So originally, I thought the Phi matchup was super-favored. So when I played it at PT2, everyone was still on the defensive list. You can't fatigue Phi. You'll just get damage-stacked and you'll just lose. Uh, But now that they're just playing ice cards, I noticed that when I was playing my friend Spencer, um, I just couldn't keep more than three cards. And with that, it's like you either have to hope that they whiff, uh, which is very difficult when they're playing like 14 to 16 ice cards, a ton of pummels and you're playing like 15 attacks, it's just it just gets really difficult to miss. And so I realized maybe Fi is not the choice, and maybe I will be the deck that beats Phi. And then um we played some mirror matches and I felt okay with it. Uh, I'm I'm pretty comfortable playing Guardian, but it was definitely like a deck that I ought to, build to last minute. Like I learned I learned how to use Talisher on Tuesday before the tournament and I played like seven games and that was one kind of all it. seven you're like I'm good to go <laughs> it was <laughs> I did not win all of them but it, it just definitely taught me that like Fi was it, it felt like it was really hard like I didn't have the list and whenever I pick a deck for a big tournament I like to pick a deck that has an edge against other decks mm-hmm. especially like you know either it's oh, a mirror or something I'm
2: 100% with yeah. you on that uh, I mean, I I also went Oldham, and um I went zero three in the draft section, but I went four and one
0: in the CC and yeah, I just was just conquering. Five. Oh man, this guy this guy got into Worlds through his uh, limited Elo.
1: Yeah, he's insane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I sure did. And I will be gracefully
2: falling to probably well, past 100 after can, this. I think we
1: can definitely use that as a transition into into how you did for the events, like day one and day two. But um, really, I, I think one of the really interesting things is a lot of the discussions that I've seen from other players um, in the scene for Dynasty Draft. It's like, not only do they agree that Dynasty is super punishing, but they're happy that it's gone. Uprising. Uprising. I apologize. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but right.
1: uh, they're... Not not only was it difficult, um, you know, to to find success in uprising, but like they're happy that it's gone now. So how do you feel about that? <sighs> That's how I feel.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Eric. Yeah, you first. Universe, off, I want first. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I just want to ask the question real quick because I think this is huge. Because I remember when people would complain about tales of Aria. Um, I had a great experience, Teosvarya. Well. That's how I got my Elo so high. So obviously, I, you know, I believe it was a great that de- or a great drafting set. Um, so the first thing I want to ask you, Wes, before you answer Johnson's question is, is how did you do during the draft session? Like, what was your overall record with the six games of draft? Uh,
0: I was one two and then three zero, so I was four two. Okay. Okay, now, how do you feel about Uprising as a draft set? Uprising is... I think it's interesting. Um, Think of it at, like, the higher level. Um, When I was drafting in PT2, I knew that most of the pro players have... Well, pro players as in, like, people that have been in the circuit and, like, playing a lot more, as opposed to people who are just practicing and they, they qualified for the pro quest. Right. Um, cause like everyone on the pro tour is technically a pro. Right. But I think like that more of the enfranchised player, they were all on Icelander. And so for me, I actually felt better being on Dromai and that's kind of what I drafted at worlds, not intentionally. Um, I kind of just fell into it, okay. but well, maybe I didn't fall okay. into it. I'll, we'll get into that <laughs> after that. But I think like, because of that, you have like three layers. Right, there's people who are the five, four, five forcers, and then there's going to be people who are the Icelander people who are very practiced into five and they know how to beat the dromai matchup. And then there's people like me who are like in the tertiary tier where I'm going to play dromai and I'm going to beat up on the Icelanders and I'll take my loss against five. Usually, I don't think that's a great strategy. Um, and at nationals, like. I wasn't trying to force Fi, but I got two Red Mounting Angers past me, like the most insane Fi deck. And it was going to be a 3-0, but I, I choked in the last round and I lost to Dromai. So I think like the safest to play is to always play Fi, And then if you're good, then you practice Icelander and, you know, you can play Dromai. But I think it's it's interesting when you game, but I think overall the draft format is pretty bad. because okay. Because of the I, uh, yellows. Like, either you want red cards or you want blue cards, right? But the yellow cards dilute the pool. And I think that's part of the reason why I felt my first draft was really bad. That's
1: a really good point.
0: Um, I fell into Dromai early, but all my cards were yellow. I had like five or six yellows in my first pack, and those were my Dromai cards. And I was like, I'm just playing Prism. So I think it's really easy to get punished in this draft. Um, Pivoting is really hard. Because unless you're playing oh, five, you know like what I mean? Dark. Like, you get three Phoenix Flames. Yeah. Playing crack Bobbles in this de- in this format is pretty detrimental. And um, I think the devs did, like, a pretty good job balancing Ice and Draconic. I don't know how they managed to do that. But I still think, like, usually the best draft pods are, like, four Fis, two Dromai, and two Icelander. I'd,
2: I'd agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, it seems that way. Uh, yeah, I, I think what I, uh, what I've learned is that, uh, yeah, five it's, it's not so much like, like I feel like it's so, it's so different from tails because of tells, you're drafting, you're, you're going off drafting principles. Um, you know, you're, you're staying open. You're not selecting a hero immediately. You're, you're, um, you know, feeling out the pod and, you know, you'll know what your neighbor is and you're, you're, both your neighbors, even your neighbor two, you know, people down will be, um, and I feel like it's a more uh, traditional sense. Yeah, but when it comes to uprising, um, you, you you're gonna get you're gonna eventually know what your neighbors are, but it's it's more because you're gonna know if your draft is going very good or very bad. Um, and I think what you said there, I think, is a very good point. It's maybe maybe that's why I didn't do so well. It's because instead of just going off the traditional draft values, maybe instead I should just like (sighs) expect five Forcers, expect Icelander people, and draft to the people, and not to what I'm seeing, necessarily, as far as the cards. It definitely felt like, like you
0: said, in Aria, you could be both be Ultims next to each other, but one person can be an Ice Ultim, and the other person can be an Earth Ultim. And you guys are not stepping on each other's toes for the most part mm-hmm yeah no that's
2: that's it was it was so open of a set it was so nice but this one feels so close i'm very curious how the next draft set will be um i gotta imagine it won't be this y format where you have two draconic and one ice i gotta imagine it'll be something this makes me curious like like to revisit back. monarch actually because that was like two shadow yeah, like, a two, little, like the square yeah or the h or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i i yeah i don't think it's bad um, Okay, I like that. That's you know that's why you did much better than I, because you're you know had a better draft since.
0: Yeah, I would is say. The maker I think
1: for a lot of people, so
0: yeah, it definitely. Oh, man, I maybe a little like side note on like the format of the of worlds. Uh-huh. You definitely have to be really good at draft because you play more draft than anything else. You, that's the most played format, and I think feel, other than like when you go to top eight. To yeah. be honest, I think I got lucky in draft. Um, my first draft was kind of a train wreck. I was super hungover from the banquet the day before, <laughs> and yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I landed a one-two draw my draft uh, because I had a bunch of yellows as well. The first pack was really weak, and I got punished for not just staying an Icelander, um, but I was able to beat like an Icelander opponent. Because they just got fatigued. And then I played against the two mm-hmm. two out of the three FIs in the next two rounds. And even though their decks were pretty, I would say like lower powered five decks, it just they just still ran me over. Whereas the second day yeah, it's so the true. second day I pack one picked one a Nekria, because I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Eh. That's one of the reasons that's one of the um cues to go into Dromai, I think. Like if you open a Nekria or a Kyloria, that's when I would yeah. uh Draft Dromai, and so, you know, I'm like, Dromai is feast or famine for me, but I'm just gonna try it, and then I get past like Red Rakes, another Necria. I take all of the dragons in the first in the first pack, um, and then by pack three, I open a furnace. So that that was Ooh. pretty much why, like having three extra life against all the other players. Oh yeah, it really so helps. That's
1: where that sparkle in your eye came oh, from. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> So
0: yeah. it was uh kind of a yeah. side
1: point here that I just wanted to to quickly discuss, uh going over the uprising draft. You know, in Tales of Aria, I felt like you could hate draft at least one or two cards, um, given if the slot allowed mm. for that. Do you feel like uprising allowed for that at all?
0: Uh if you're a s if you're super if you're paying a lot of attention in your draft, then yeah. Um I remember hearing in one of the other podcasts, I think Attack for 20, uh, Yuanji was talking about uh, how he counted, he counted how many cards he had for his current deck and how many cards he could waste. Um, and so like, if you know how many cards you need to at least get like 30, 31 cards in your deck, then you can perhaps, you know, sacrifice a few for hate drafting, but I all feel like it's almost not worth it to hate draft in this set because Sometimes you just end up not having any cards. Like
1: I'll I'll hate I'll hate Sometimes drafting like Kyloria on pack one, and then yeah. I'll go in. Then
0: oh, I'm... but you're not gonna go into you're not gonna go but into. And if I see another if I see another my card in pack two, then it's like all right, looks like I'm not hate drafting anymore. I'm locked in. <laughs> I think if so, one thing I do think about this one is like it feels like if your partners know how to draft and they signal to you what to draft then you're going to be in a better time but they could get screwed because the person next to them could be forcing so right. i don't know it's bad it's yes. bad it, it's yes thank hey, you thank you well That's we were it. you know great <laughs>
1: that you were able to rise from the ashes of the uprising draft Ooh, so. yeah
2: <laughs> all right <laughs> <That's
1: your
2: one. laughs> oh man um, I do want to mention, um, because you mentioned how you were hungover. Um, I want to, I want to give that little story out because I, I, I really like this Still story the a lot. Um, so I, I get to the hotel Friday. We're in the same <laughs> oh, yeah. hotel. Yeah. Um, I, I come in late, so I didn't do the banquet. Um, because I drove. Um, and so I came in late. Um, and I was hanging out with the rest of the sneak guys and they're heading back to the room. I see Wes. So obviously I'm going to go say hi to Wes or, um, and then, yeah, he, uh, you just, you put your arm around me and you're like, Hey man, I'm, Oh yeah. I was like, like, Oh, okay. All right. Cool. You're like, I'm just gonna get my three packs and go. I was like, well, I mean, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, we we sit for players' meeting the next day. You're you're beside me and you're like, dude, I'm so hungover. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be oh, a rough yeah. day for Wesley. It's gonna be a rough day. Um, and then, boom, <laughs> we're, we're,
0: y'all, you made it all the way up. Yeah, like even backtracking before a little before that, um, I was supposed to qualify for Worlds from Constructed Elo. I think I was at like 1780 which was, like, 17th, okay. right behind Pablo. Um, okay. okay. But I played at Nationals. I 2 one my draft, but I choked in the last round against Shromai. He went Uvia and right. I was like, I was going to kill you, but I have to break your board. So I break his board, and yeah. then, like, I had one misplay that cost me the game. Um, it was like, was, it? I dealt one damage short or something like that. And then he ended up coming back, and... He had the tempo, and then he would just swing with Ember Maws at the end, and I just had to block. And then I get paired into... So we go into CC, uh, play against My first round. I mm-hmm. am playing combo fi. I don't see either Belittle or Art of War until, like, turn six or seven. And I just end up losing oh. to him going, like, Sigil Solace, Ember Maw. Sigil Solace, Ember Maw. And I'm like, ah, oh, terrible psychic damn. damage. This is when I was saying, like... You know, no mask of momentum, no kadachis. Those are for, those are for pussies. Forget it. We don't need them. And I was like, man, this is just terrible psychic damage. Uh, I'm regretting my decision. I'm two two at nationals. I'm just like, oh my god. I'm just gonna need to get some constructed elo and just call it a day. Play round five. I play against Bravo. I'm like, oh no, oh no. Oh, okay. So I lose. I win my next two. I'm two two in CC. And I dropped from nationals because I'm like, I don't want to draft anymore. Screw this. Uh, I'll just play yeah. the calling. Calling next day, first round, bravo. Just completely get rolled. Second round, bravo. I'm like, oh, man, this is a bad weekend. Uh, managed to win, managed to win in the end. Um, and then I ended up like going 6 1 the first day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it was actually pretty cool. Um, I was like, oh, this is great for my constructed ELO. And then day two, I win my first round, and then I think I I lose to Jimmy Lee in the mirror match, Uh, and then I I just keep on bouncing back and forth. I think I win like this really crazy game against Pummel Icelander. Uh, It was like Uh 30-something damage, exact lethal, through all the cards and the tunic. and then the turn before they they pummel a fang on me, so I was like, man, that's that was crazy. It was one of those art of war into art of war into belittle turns. So, hmm. but my final round, I get paired against Bravo. I get rewarded for my hard work for another match of uh, Bravo, and I just lose because sometimes it's just the five versus Bravo matchup is pretty hard, and you have to play tight and you have to get a little yeah, lucky. That's the gauntlet. Uh, so after all of that. Yeah, after all of that, I ended up going like negative 58 in ELO for Constructed. Oh, no. Uh, and I think overall that weekend, I went 2-2 in CC and 8-4 in the calling. I think I get 32nd. And I was so surprised that I lost so much ELO. But it's because, right. like I guess, the ELO difference, it was really punishing for me. And I ended up being four points out of top 50. Oh, no. Yeah, kidding. so I was like 50, 57th. Oh, and so God, I was like, killer. oh, man. That's why when I played at, I think, Battle Hard in Dallas, I start O2 with Phi. And I'm just like, oh, oh man. Geez. I'm so deflated. I'm so demotivated. And then I think about purchasing, like, think about getting a gifted PTI. Mm-hmm. I end up getting one. And so by the time we roll into Worlds, that's why i was like man i don't really feel like playing flesh and blood i guess i should practice the banquet was really fun i had like six or seven drinks yeah. and current and then, you know current day hey eric i'm so hammered right now you know what i mean i'm just like i didn't really feel too prepared for worlds so i was kind of mm-hmm. like maybe i just collect my three packs and go and play play some games and you know just enjoy my time because at that point, I was kind of just, I was happy with the experience, hanging out with friends, meeting some new people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my my draft was kind of bad. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> curious, like, what it must
2: have been just how you've been playing CC that kind of, like, you know, kept you going. Yeah. Uh,
0: in CC, I started my first round and played against Lexi, and I was like, oh, Things are coming up Millhouse. <laughs> you know? I love that. Uh, <laughs> nice. I don't know. They they, they also, uh, I think it was against a player from either Singapore or Taiwan, I think. And they were targeting okay. Fi and Briar. So I think, like, mm-hmm. very valid choice. But probably I wouldn't play a deck that was 30% into Oldham. Right, uh, yeah. No, yeah, Oldham just blocks that all day. Yeah. I, so it was, like, a very easy match. Unfortunately, um, and then round two, five, so the second CC round, I played against um, yep. this great player from, oh man, I think Singapore again. Uh, he was playing Dash, and that could be a tough it, it one. Was, it was, uh, it's tough, but I think like, I'm playing Ultim closer to like Bravo or Starvo, where it's more aggressive. Okay. And so yep. I was like, okay, I have a chance But, you know, I don't have that much time. They end up setting Mm -hmm. up Exodia by like turn four, like turn five or six. So like every turn was just block, block, uh, Spark of Genius for my first piece, block, block, play my second piece, block, block, Spark of Genius. And I was like, oh, you know, he's, he's at like 28 or something by the time he sets it Uh up. And I'm just like, this is not going well. And I've, I ended up just like playing out the next 20 minutes, but. You know, at that point, I was 2 3. So I was feeling not okay. very good. Uh, yeah. I was like, maybe my deck choice is wrong. You know, I'm playing against all these wacky decks like Lexi and Dash. Uh, and my draft yeah. was yeah. not so great. And, you know, just continued playing on. I played against, I ended up playing against Phi. Phi. Uh, yeah. And then the Ultimate Mirror, which I think his deck was way better for the Mirror. It was like, 3 glacials three thunderquakes, um, mage of mage master boots plus Toma findle heart mm-hmm. of Findle. Um, but in the end I I had a very like simple strategy for the mirror uh, I think sledge makes the mirror really boring but it's it, it's really effective what you do uh yeah his plan was actually like shield plus uh what was it rampart plus whale and towards the end game Right. The one extra Frostbite actually makes it really annoying for you, because uh, with Sledge, I think your plan is to go pitch two blues, attack with Sledge, and uh, Pummel, but with with the Frostbite, you can't do that effectively. Right. Um, but it was like, I knew his Heart of findle was coming back up, uh, so I went down to one, and he was at three, and I just attacked with Sledge, and he had to, he was able to block seven, pitching the findle, and Okay. I blew up his crown somewhat early into the game. I don't think it's like make or break, okay. but I do think it throws off his math. It can't. He's not as effective when trying mm-hmm. to rampart. I've always said that when you look at the old Amir, look at the armor, mm-hmm. and whoever has more armor is probably winning. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, but he was only able, able to block seven, and I had the red pummel, and his last card in hand, I believe, was blizzard. So.
1: Oh yeah. So you got him. Yeah, I
0: got him with like three cards left in deck and he had like seventeen. I don't think the I don't really think the game is about decking the other person. I think like it's more about damage. If you if you remember playing Starvo mirrors, it's like the second cycle, it's like you're just getting damage. First cycle you're just getting rid of your DRs and the second cycle you're just kind of, you know, actually hitting them. It's all about damage more than the actual discard effects, right? So Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And that was my, that was my day one, right.
1: right? Yeah, awesome. So,
0: yeah. All right. So, so what was the in record? I was five three day one one two in draft, and then four okay. one in CC. Gotcha. So okay. with that with that All being
1: right. said, can we can we just so, dive into your your ultimate deck list just a little bit here?
2: Yeah, actually, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Let's do so, that.
1: Um, you know, really really interesting deck. Uh, seeing it loaded on uh, you know the Fab TCG. Um, looking here, so. Um, some some interesting call-outs here. You're running two out muscles. Um kind of an interesting card. Oh. Uh, can you can you kind of talk through where you're oh, I know where what matchup comes you're from. using that in and, and how you're using it?
0: This card is uh so so disclaimer, this is the best card ever. Okay. And then uh and then the 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 truth is that it's uh it's my friend Spencer's pet card. He had the basis for the list, and for me I kind of just like tuned it this time um i think out muscle is pretty good for your dromai matchup Mm -hmm. and also it's good in icelander the secret is really that like if they do block it you're kind of happy because you want them to expend their efficient trade cards uh and if you can just pummel on top of that then you know you just they just lose their entire entire turn cycle anyway it's just another go again card, uh, and I don't think it really matters. So sometimes you, it's not a make or break. You don't have to play. So this you're hard. not
1: necessarily even using it for the go again. You're using it to, to take the value from your opponent, which is that's really interesting. So, uh, yeah, I just I wouldn't normally think of that. So it's kind of interesting how how people kind of stumble upon these things. So um, we're probably
0: yeah. I think uh, now that now that the secret is out, you know. Yeah, Maybe maybe they just don't block the outmuscle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, or yeah.
1: If you give it go again, that's I mean, fine.
0: it's it's the uh,
2: the guardian's version. It's like the guardian version of a soul Beast strike. Yeah, right.
0: Pretty much. Mm. Good point. Um, Good point. Yeah, no no real secret for outmuscle, but um, it's it's fine. It's fine. All
1: right, and then you know, as as we kind of climb down this list here and go to the blues, I think this was probably one of the more interesting sections for me to look at because you're running a lot of Mm -hmm. two ofs and a lot of one ofs actually so you got a you got a one of blizzard um you you got a one of blue frost fang one of blue ice quake uh one blue pummel and uh one blue the Ancients. can you can you kind of talk through um why why you have so many one offs um you know and also just being a a person that I typically only run three of's or two of's unless if I absolutely have to run like a one of, like for instance like a pulse or even like a Phoenix Flame if I'm just mm-hmm. doing the one of. But like uh why why do you do the one of so often? And then do you have any words to say to the people that, that don't do one ofs?
0: Um I think I'll just go down the list perhaps. Oh, yeah. So so Blizzard is a one okay. of because Spencer does yeah. not like drawing Blizzard. And I totally get it. Uh, you have to be really good to get effective blizzards out and it's really punishing when you draw it and you don't get a good use out of it and it just doesn't block, right? So if you draw two, well, one can be used as a defense reaction for ice react, but the second one, you're kind of just stuck with it, um, and it doesn't block. Uh, originally we started off with like 18 ice cards and we just started trimming ice cards to find room. Uh, And so for for Blizzard, it was just like, it was just another card that we didn't want to play more than one of. We didn't want to see more than one of. Um, For some of the other ones, like Cold Snap, I think Cold Snap actually, these are all just like utility blues, right? To be honest, all of the ice cards don't matter. You're either going to block with them or you're going to ice react. The thing about this Ultim deck is that it's an ice react deck. I don't play any defense reactions because I'm just going to ice react you every yeah, turn. Your if, yeah, some, like something right. we noticed during our gameplay was um, we didn't really want to side in sinks for many matchups. Um, when you build your deck, you have like 60 cards, right? Like You don't really want to go over 60. So if I, mm-hmm. if I can't find any cards to cut and I'm never bringing them in, then I'm just going to cut the sinks. So that's why like there's no defense reactions in this list, and I'm happy to just like block a three against five and then ice wreck them. So the blues, the ice blues don't really matter. I just found that there's a lot of utility that you can get out of just the different ones, and it also kind of reminds me of um, if you've played Flesh and Blood or sorry, if you played Magic, and people have the different uh, fetch lands. Like, maybe they only need blue mana, but they have, like, mm. four di- two of each of the four different fetches that gets blue. Just so, like, maybe you get the slight percentage that your opponent doesn't know what you're playing or for Pithing or whatever. This is just, like, I'm almost never going to play these blue cards, these ice cards. But if I do, you know, maybe I get some utility out of it. And Cold Snap was excellent. Um, ice quake is really cool be- because you can... It, it works on uh, Command and Conquer, I believe. So yeah, there's does, like just yeah. these like yeah. small things, and that's why there's a bunch of like two os or one os. Uh, and for Rouse, Rouse basically is just another go again card, but we couldn't like find room because we're playing so many ice cards, uh, and it was just worse than something like Zealous or Outmuscle.
1: I love that. Yeah, Wesley used Confusion. Mm-hmm. It was super effective. <laughs> Oh yeah I, think, I I think it's like kind of a really interesting list here that you got going on so um and then just kind of like a side point i I kind of noticed that um as a five player that um the old hymns who I beat weren't ice reacting, but the old that I lost to they were ice reacting like crazy um and it-
0: yeah, ice reacting is really punishing um it, it it's how that's why I switched off the deck because if they're ice reacting me every turn, I just can't play a coherent game. I can't just be hitting you for Enlightened Strike for seven every turn. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you're yeah. playing into old Tim's plan. And then they're just keep on disrupting you. You know, three crush of the week, three choke slams. I think there's, there should be like 15 attacks, one for, you know, one per hand on average. So it, I think it has a pretty good fight matchup. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Having your record. Or I'm I'm sorry. Is there anything else you want to type on the deck oh, list? no, we can. Yeah, we're good. It... No. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, because this is what I'm curious about. Uh, having your record and how you had it, uh, for the CC portion. And you can even include your top eight. Game. Mm-hmm. If you can go back, would you
0: choose Oldham again, or would you choose a different hero? Uh, definitely Oldham um i okay. think ultim didn't have a really you good representation in top but i think i had a good matchup into all of the top eight i think
2: i i agree i i, I actually had good uh hope for yeah the top i think
0: uh my friend alan lube sent over like a screenshot of like a poll of who people would think would win and i had like the lowest at four percent probably just because people didn't know who i was which is to- which is totally totally yeah. valid right um but I think my matchup spread was pretty good. Maybe it would have been better if I started on the other side of the bracket. Um, But the hardest matchup to me was probably just like Michael Hamilton Icelander. Uh, I play a more aggressive Mm -hmm. version of Ultim. So I feel like I have a better matchup than traditional Ultim against Icelander. Um, And I think that matchup is already pretty close. So other than that, um, yeah, I think the deck is pretty good into Briar and it's, apparently really good into dromai um spencer tests against one of the local uh dromai players from arizona and they he says that like the aggressive lists for old him is just impossible for dromai to beat you just can't block enough sometimes right yeah no I, i i agree with that 100%
2: no, I, 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 am with you. I mean, I, I obviously, I obviously, I was with you. I mean, I chose all of as well. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think he was a great meta call, uh, which is what I'm going to use as the transition into the next day, um, uh, where after the draft portion, which you killed because you went three zero in that one, right? Yeah, that was good old Jeromei. You said, "Man, I love playing the illusionist so much." Exactly. That I'm going to play it for Blitz. And you made the meta call, which was absolutely correct, to play Prism. Uh, so going into that, because there wasn't a ton of Blitz. Like, there wasn't a huge amount of Blitz tournaments. Um, all we had was a skirmish. And then I think we had, like, Vietnam did one or something. Um, but we didn't have a lot of, like, results. So going in, choosing Prism, I would expect that you had some expectations that it would be a high amount of ice or Oldham. but um yeah tell me tell me what you were thinking what you what brought you to that decision
0: uh i think a lot of people were on ultim anyway uh because pulse is not banned and sometimes you just turn one okay. oak and old fuse It people yeah. are tempted by that and i know there's going to be there's always going to be ultim players as long as ultim is in blitz mm-hmm. he's really solid uh, for Icelander, I think it was more of a surprise at first, because I think um, Brendan Patrick won the ProQuest PTI, PTI event, event. Uh, at Battleheart in Dallas, yep, yep. putting that deck back on the map, kind of like, hey, we don't need Storm Striders, we still win. Um, I wasn't really a firm believer of the deck, because I thought, um, in CC, the reason why that deck is good is because you keep parity. By trading effectively throughout the game and then Mm -hmm. at the end of the game you have an extra seven ish damage you have an extra turn and seven ish damage to close out. Whereas that's not possible in blitz so I was actually pretty skeptical of icelander but through the rumor mill I feel like I heard a bunch of people saying oh icelanders great Uh, people are having great success just you know converting the Hamilton list into blitz and. Originally, I was thinking I was going to play Chain. Um, our local Chain player, Peter, loves you know, talking about how great Chain is. <laughs> I think Chain is really good. But I am not very practiced on Chain. And uh, we tried testing Icelander into it. Um, and I think I won a game, and then I lost some games. But I think it was because I was not very proficient at icelander and i felt like maybe icelander can really slow down chain with cards like hypothermia channel blizzard blizzard i know chain has like a lot of blues but sometimes you know your shackles don't go well there's like a lot of factors and because i was not practicing blitz at all i figured i want to play prism because i just want free wind (laughs) And I was tensing with Emmanuel Onyate. And uh, it was me, Spencer, and Emmanuel. And Emmanuel had the Prism deck. And I was like, hey, can you just send me your list? And I'll just trust what you have. And that's kind of what I took. And Spent, or uh, Emmanuel actually top aided the Battle Harden at Worlds as well with the same Prism list. So I think Prism was just the right call. I ended up playing against Ace Land round one, Ultim round two. And then, Icelander for the last three rounds. Wow! And <sighs> That's it's the dream, dream, right? Man. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I think Rob Caton, the other top eight player, was the only chain player in the winners meta. So, yeah,
2: made I made the right, the right choice.
0: choice. It was like getting lucky with the with the furnace and then picking the right deck.
2: You know what? It's 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 the uh the main char- uh, character. Plot armor, right? Oh, I mean, so close. <laughs> you had a, you had a rough first day, but the second day, little montage <laughs> coming up, fighting through, just you know, taking it all
0: the way. Yeah, the second day let you played. Actually, the, the night before, yeah. I had like spicy hot pot at this place called Heidi Lau, and like the second day, I was just like, my stomach was not agreeing with me. So after every round, I had like five minutes to run to our trailer bathrooms uh, and being like oh yeah. not going well all right i have to run back now and so i was i was on edge the whole time
2: <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't an easy day despite the matchups yeah. <laughs> well um all right yeah so you you go that's 8 on on the mm-hmm. second day undefeated the second day did you think with that record, did like? Did you know you were in or did you think, oh, I, I could bubble here? Um,
0: I think, I don't know. Because like going into day two, I was 5-3. I was kind of like, mm, I'm just going to play some games. Yeah. And then I 3-0'd the draft and I was like, mm, maybe, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Mm-hmm. And then I keep right. getting paired okay. against like these favorable matchups. And I think, um, I actually played Michael Hamilton in round 15. Okay. Uh, I think it was like a backup camera match. And I think with the wind, he told me that I'm basically locked, but not exactly. I think he said all, a lot of the X4s make it in. And if I were to lose my last round, then I would be one of the higher X4 seeds because of how flesh and blood, uh, tiebreakers Ty, work right it's based off of your mm-hmm. most recent round loss um so i think i was locked at that t- point um i had an interview with tanning oh, tanning Tannin grace and he was like oh there we're gonna say you're soft locked and i'm like this is this is i don't know i would feel really bad okay. if i wasn't but luckily
1: um, Curse, like, yeah just lining up
0: i know it was <laughs> Oh man! and then i played against daniel in the final round the um U.S. finalist, yeah. national finalist, yeah. and uh-huh. I was like, I was yeah. like, should I ask him for a concession? And I think I was actually paired up. He was, I think, going to be the first seed if he beat me, uh, and he wanted to play for okay. first seed. And I guess luckily he lost yeah. to me because he would have played Michael Hamilton round one. Um, but I okay. think I was, I think I was actually locked by that point. Uh, I would have been one of the higher X fours, even if I lost. So, so you,
2: yeah. So you had a good idea, yeah. which is. Always always nice man. So really after being
0: Michael Hamilton, that's when things looked pretty positive. Yeah, I think the funny thing is like like I said, I, I wasn't very practiced for world, so I felt like I was actually just aiming for the 1500 I was like, you know what? If I make my money back and I have some fun, maybe I can plug my YouTube, you know. Um Yeah. I was aiming for the top 32 because at Pro Tour 1 and Pro Tour 2. I was like top 64 and just like always just one game shy of getting that PTI to like feel like more secure about, Oh, well I I know what to do for worlds. You know, I'm going to be good. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard for me. uh, But then like, you know, top eight, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. So
2: what? Okay. So, okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to do some background here. On my first top eight, I didn't get any sleep at all. I was I was hella nerve or I wasn't nervous, but I was like anxious, I was like excited, like it was it was, you know, uh just basically didn't get any sleep at all. Um and I did terrible that one. The worst draft. I I, I ended up having oh. to use like two crack bobbles in my deck. It was it was terrible. Um second top eight, I was like, okay, I learned. Uh I I put on some ASMR so I can go to sleep, <laughs> knock me out. Um I got yeah, made sure I got good sleep that day or that night. And um I still lost my first round, but I felt much better into mm-hmm. that one. So I'm curious, what was your the night before experience? Mm, um
0: night before one of my friends I, I had some plans to meet with my friend uh who is a local from San Jose. Uh oh, cool. I don't know if he wants me to name drop him, so I'll, I'll keep it for I'll keep it for it's now. For it. He's, a, he's a good he's a good friend. <laughs> uh we just go for like some some pho, some Vietnamese food. But the funny thing is uh-huh. like that's pretty much all we ate this the entire weekend. <laughs> um which is like it, it was good. It was good. And then we actually get home. We get home. We actually get back to the hotel early. We got back at like 9 30 um and okay. a couple of our friends you know travis maxwell they were like hey if you want to test uh you know we can play and then we can test the matchup get you ready for tomorrow get ready for briar and i was like hmm nah <laughs> nah i'm just not gonna test it, it doesn't it, yeah, it doesn't yeah, actually okay. matter uh i, I asked i asked yeah, my friend yeah. Spencer, was like you know give me the sideboard like map it out for me what, what i should do um So I had the plan going in. Like I knew what I needed to do. Uh, And I think I sleep okay. We also got an extra hour because of daylight savings. That's true. Um, So that that was like the the luckiest thing, right? Like this, that weekend was super, super lucky for me. Um, But I think, you know, I think it it was fine. But the day of in the top eight, I I made the decisions that I, I wanted to make. Like I made it the trades that I wanted to make. And I don't think any of them were necessarily misplays. I could have made different mm-hmm. plays, but I chose to like I chose to flip the flip 50-50 that I wanted to flip, right? So right. Like, I think that the main one that I keep thinking back on is like the lightning press. Right. Um he plays right. a channel Mount Heroic, he attacks me, and I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna block you, and I'm just gonna Ice react you. The reason yep. being it was like I would rather it not be like another attack for channel mount heroic so my Ice Rag can trade seven damage and if it's a lightning press then it's a lightning press at least you won't have it for next turn so both Mm -hmm. outcomes seemed favorable for me but i think like i read a lot of people saying like oh he got him with the lightning press bait i'm just like i don't i think you know when pro when players make plays there's probably a lot more that goes on to it that you might not see at the surface level and i think like I made like all the plays that I made it was like I wanted to make that trade. And if it was favorable for me yeah. then it was favorable for me if not. Yeah, then it was exactly. Honest. Uh yeah, I have I have no doubt being in like the top 8 at Worlds
2: on um, for any player that um that player did not think and like, you know, performed mm-hmm. what they wanted to perform, you know? I don't think anyone's playing yeah, loosely. there, there at
1: are that calculated point. risks that we all take as players, and some of them may be looser than others. Some people may play a little bit tighter, and like it's not like an ice reaction is like infallible, right? Like there are counters to it, and it's reacting right. like back, right? So yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I I think it's really good to to that's where people find success is by taking their own calculated risks and some people, you know, some opponents aren't ready for that that risk that your opponents willing to take and that's how that's how you edge out games. So, um yeah, I think I mm-hmm. think that's a really a really good point and uh glad that you're able to stick to your guns there.
0: Yeah, I just I think like the biggest thing is I don't feel regret about the game. I think it was like a really good camera game um and I think like, you know, my opponent played perfectly and yeah it was, a, it was towards a the middle i i started realizing like i have like one or two turns because he still had full armor and we were very we we're getting like below 20. that's when i was like this is not looking well for me but i don't think i regret any of the decisions i made you know maybe some card choices could have been different but overall i i think i was happy with like the decisions that i made
2: so you probably so i'm guessing then you walked out of that game even though with a with an L that you felt overall like you you did what you had to you I'm like yeah what was the experience what was the experience coming out of that game? I think
0: I felt pretty good I think I think Peyton Liao is like uh I think he was like the Taiwanese national champion or something right Um, He has, like, all the people in the top eight has accolades besides me, which is, like, the best place to be, right? Just being the underdog, like, no one knows who you are, just some random person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt super good about that. I think what was really good for me, the takeaway from the tournament was, earlier I mentioned in CC I was, like, 17th under Pablo. And I was like, how is Pablo Pintor... Ranked 16 in the ELO when he won a whole Pro Tour and he top eighted a second. Right. Well, if he lost in the top eight, it's just extra ELO for him to lose, right? But basically, I feel like I played against some other players in Constructed, but I haven't played like any of the, you know, the Michael Hamiltons or, you know, Daniels or Pablos and up until Worlds. I haven't played against any of like the super big names and if I did, I lost to them. <laughs> so at Worlds, I actually played against a lot of people that I recognize from their previous accolades. And it felt like I actually, like I, I beat them. But to be fair, I, I picked the right deck against them. So I, I, I chose my battle to be like, I'm going to get free wins from you because I feel like maybe I'm not you know better than you necessarily, but I'm going to pick the right deck. Uh, so that's where my strength was and i feel like you know i still had to play the games and i still got there that's what was like really rewarding for me so now it's like oh i actually did beat all these great players yeah, yeah. worlds was yeah. super rewarding for me yeah that's awesome. Nice that that is awesome
1: that you can keep up with the top dogs as well so um...
0: yeah exactly I, I like that, by the way, the the townies champ. Yeah. You know, I, I've, yeah. I've lost to Eric. I've lost to our friends Alberto and, you know, everyone in between. Um, yeah. So I think, like, everyone has a shot at this game for sure.
2: I I honestly think that's the be- I mean, whenever I, I first got a top eight, that's when I started to, like, tell my friends. That's when I was trying to get uh, – that's when we actually got a Montana scene because I was like, look, guys – I can do it, y'all can do mm, it, you there's,
0: know. There's... Yeah, I think.
1: Oh, Go I, ahead, mean, I just to say, like, there's nothing scarier than a person that has like nothing to lose, and I think like once you get once oh you yeah. get to that point where you lose the nerves and like like you know, like you get into those games and you're not as like starstruck with, like, you know, the flesh-and-blood famous people, I think that's where you start really seeing the success in the game. And, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I I really do think, like, it opens up an opportunity for anyone to be good, which also makes the game tough, right? Is that, like, you have to respect every single opponent, but at the same time, you don't want to over-respect them to where you're you're not playing the game that you need to play.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think, like, I've always thought I was okay. um, And I always, like... But, but, like, we do really well in the local scene. You know what I mean? Like, we can travel to the different states and we win pro quests. When other people travel to our pro quests, we defend our, we defend our town kind of thing. Like, I think I was pretty good. But then, like, to finally be able to break out at the top 64, I was like, oh, th- finally. Mm-hmm. It was like a relief where it's like, you know, when people say you're good, but you're just like, uh, I haven't won anything right. or topped mm-hmm. anything yet. So I can't really say. So that, that was the feeling for me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great,
2: and well, well Thank deserved. You. I I remember like seeing you afterwards, and I I I, I saw the, how like the look on you, and I remember that look, and it's just that, that 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 calm. You're like it's over. I did it. Like you you feel good with it, and yeah, you look you look good. Like even though you came out with with an L, like you looked like you you know you came out with a W for the weekend. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, that was huge.
1: now, now your name yeah. is enshrined. In the website of Fab TV. Oh yeah.
2: Well, I remember the first time Jonathan got to see your name. We
0: were watching the pro Tour. oh Okay.
2: Did yeah. you guys see the we,
0: the game with uh, Hayden or no, Sasha. Yeah. yeah yes, it was I think that, it was with yeah, the one with Sasha. When,
1: that's yeah. when we we fully assimilated to the Dong Squad. So.
0: Oh yeah. Raise yeah, your dongers, yeah. my friends. Like, oh, I know
2: this guy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we were chanting for the dawn yeah that game was actually like it was like a really good game people like mm-hmm. don't like how phi and briar are high rolly but i'm like dude that was a that was a three blue phi hand and i almost got him with the razor if only he was at six instead of seven <laughs> I, dude it was so close I yeah it so but close. it was like he i rolled i i played my hand and he played his hand i think it was like it was a good showcase of like what the heroes could do um yeah well, cool, man. I, I greatly appreciate
2: you coming on. I Congratulations once again to be amongst the top eight, amongst the echelon of the top eight in the world. Um, You are, I without a doubt, the best player in Vegas at this point. I would think that's fair to say. And Woo-hoo. then, uh, you know, further out beyond that. So, if only Michael
0: Hamilton wasn't an American, maybe we could crown you as the oh, best player yeah. in there. Oh, man, that reminds me. uh oh. If I if I had won my top eight match, then it would have been like four US players in the finals or, or the or the oh, semis. we would have
2: we dude, it took us a while. We didn't get it when the Pro Tour was yeah. here, right? Pablo got it, right? The damn Spaniard. <laughs> okay. Um and then <laughs> when we went to Europe, the you know, Matthew Fox yeah. got it. So, you know, they defended their title. And it was like, yo,
0: Americans are. Dude, showing people up. were trash talking the US so much. I'm just like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But we came in strong in the top Bay and we finished. Yeah.
0: I think there are you were a there part are of probably that. a lot more US players than the other uh, other countries, but yeah, we'll get back. Yeah. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let, <let's, laughs> USA.
2: Let's, let's, USA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well cool. Uh, there oh yeah, let's let's not forget you
0: have a YouTube channel. You do a bit of content. How can people find you? Wes? Oh man, currently it's hard. I need to get a few more subscribers so I can get my custom URL. But oh, we're gonna give you a yeah. bomb. Um, <laughs> you could find me on Rare Hunter. You probably have to like type Rare Hunter Fab currently to find me. Uh, I make okay. vlog videos of you know when I go to tournaments. I make some old school deck videos where it's like in person, and hopefully I'll have some more content that uh, lives up to the Rare Hunter name. In the sh- upcoming future, yeah. thank you thanks for the yeah. I'm excited. Uh, well, I, thanks I, for the shout out. We'll yeah, definitely put
1: your socials and uh, the link below on this video so that um, those yes. who want yes. to to reach out to you can can do so. So thank you.
0: Awesome, thank you.
2: Yeah, it's there's there's a there's some charm in your videos. That's for sure. I I, I quite enjoy them. Thank you, Eric. Eric, Eric approved. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to all who have watched and listened to this podcast. Um, another great guest. We'll continue to get them. Uh, the more subscribers we get, the more views we get, the better off we will be. And I, that is all thanks to you guys. So I appreciate it. Um, and thank you once again, Mr. Wesley Dong, Mr. Jonathan Wyatt. And we will see you all in the next one. But until then, keep on fabbing. Keep
0: on fabbing.